Have you ever seen a product, a project that seemed to be completely destined to succeed no matter what, kind of completely flop? Well, if so, then today's episode might be interesting to you because we're going to talk about the kind of not so sexy sibling to marketing, and that is planning, strategic planning. And because this is something that I'm pretty passionate about and have been for a very long time since I was producing animation and visual effects in Los Angeles and La La Land, I thought, you know what? If there's anything I can do for people who have amazing ideas, and I hear lots of amazing, really groundbreaking, innovative, exciting ideas that I'm personally interested in almost every single day. And the only thing that I see that's stopping those people from getting their ideas out, from from using some cool new marketing method that they've discovered, or one that's maybe based in something that's been around for a long time, if I see anything that possibly sets them up to not reach their goals and not get it out to the most people possible, not make the impact they want. It's in the planning and the execution of that whole project. So just to kind of step back in time a little bit, and many of you already know this, but if you're new to my world, then you might not. Uh, My background is actually in film film development, film production. And then I I was where I worked in development for where, with people who were writing scripts for television and film. I worked in publicity, which is kind of like the end of the process when you're getting the word out there. And I also worked in kind of a subset of post-production uh, for most people, even though it has a has its own process itself in animation and visual effects. And I worked on many feature films in Hollywood for TV, uh, for just national release, as well as documentary and uh, let me think, what other types of projects? Other things like that. Everything, even video games, even some commercials that would just be seen in um, Asian markets. Uh, so I've seen different types of projects. I've seen ones that were really lame from the beginning, like lame ideas in my mind, you know, since I'm <laughs> such a, I'm not the only judge of what, what gets put out into the world. There's obviously every, uh, everybody has their own subjective, you know, point of view about what is good and what is bad. But I've seen projects that I were like, that I was like, wow, that really kind of stinks. But it, but it was made, it was released, it was put out there and it did well. And I've seen really amazing projects just fizzle because they just couldn't get it off the ground. So that goes for online and offline. So today, let's just talk about, there's three kind of things that I want to talk about, uh, and this is especially for you, and you will be interested in this if you have an online business, if you create digital products, if you've got uh, content marketing as part of your strategy for launching those digital products, if you have an online store, um, it might also be helpful for you. So here's really... And it's a pretty simple planning process, though I know that I have some secret sauce, which I will share that with you as well. But my planning process kind of happens. It's the same no matter what. 
and it's been the same. It's evolved, but I've kind of taken things from my days breaking down animation and figuring out what processes need to happen in order to deliver fire on top of someone's head, let's say. But anyways, so first, decide what the what and the tentative when. So you always want to kind of figure out, well, what do we want? What do you, what do you need us to do? What do we need to do? And when do we want it done by? That's a basic you always kind of want. But you always want to keep that that when, the deadline, to be tentative because you want to be able to slip, slip that, move that if you need to. Now, in the world of film, often you can't. If it's a TV show, there's always an air date. So there are instances, but in those cases, if you realize that the what is too big, you can always bring in more people. So usually, if though you're by yourself, you're a solopreneur, you're not going to be able to do that. But I say, just have a tentative when, so you know kind of like what you're aiming for. And then you can change that after you go through the next pieces. The next thing is to take inventory. Literally, just look through everything you have related to the what you want to release or what you want to create and think, oh, well, I already have that done. I already have this. I already have this. I already have that. And that could be as simple as, you know, maybe you're writing an ebook and it's about some topic and you've got like at least five to 10 blog posts that you can pop in there that kind of take take down the amount of work that you actually have to get done. It's okay that you're you're pulling in content. You're likely going to edit it and all that. I'm not this is not a discussion about how you how you change that content and how you will repurpose it. Um, but you do want to be really clear about what, what what have you already finished? Do you have a list? Do you have a landing page that tells people that you're going to create whatever it is you're creating? You don't necessarily need one, but do you have one? Think about, do you have a list? Do you have a place where you're already talking to people? All of that stuff is inventory. And I talk about that actually in almost every single course I ever teach. So you can find that in the launch walkthrough, which I'll put that link below if you want to check that out. I talk about that a lot in Fearless Launching. And you can even start your steps of taking inventory. I believe there's an exercise inside my launch planner, and you can also take a take a peek at that. Again, anything I mention, just so I'm not redundant and keep saying it, will be down in the comments below. Next up, you're going to create an assets list that you're going to need to create. So the to-do list. So just start with what things are you going to need to create? Everything from emails to web pages to blog posts to emails. Just kind of write everything out that you can imagine you're going to need to create. Now you're going to have your list of what's done and what needs to be done. And now it's time to revisit that deadline and adjust. Because if you're working by yourself, and I'm not going to shame you for not having a team because I think that you can go a long time without having a team. But some people like having a team, like having people around them. So I think it's important to know who you are, what you have, what resources you have at your disposal. And many people, when they're just starting, don't have something at their disposal. So next thing, you've you've decided on that deadline for now. And just know that it's okay if you shift the deadline, but you've got to make sure that you keep everything public-facing, 
current because there's a lot of people who say they're going to launch on a certain date that changes and they'll miss one space where they said, you know, April 1st and they end up launching in May 1st and it does cause a little bit of confusion. So make sure you know where everything where everything is publicly stated and what's publicly stated. Next, you're just going to start by scheduling the end work that has to be done. Like what has to be what has to exist, what has to be finished on the date you open and then work backwards. I mean, that that whole idea of working backwards and just ask yourself, okay, what goes out on this date? What goes out on this date? What gets done on this date? Okay, that must need an email. And just start talking through the process. Um, my favorite way to do this is actually to ask myself, what are people seeing? What are people seeing on this day? What are people seeing, you know, like a week before this? What are people are seeing a week before that? What are people seeing? Because and that gives you kind of like gets you in the habit of seeing weekly things that need to be done. And that leads us to the next thing, which is revisiting the plan, revisiting that schedule, revisiting your asset list weekly. And on a daily basis, setting that top three that you're going to get done towards your weekly deliverable. We're talking a lot about this at Fearless Launching. There's actually like a quick start audio series that I that I have people listen to at the very beginning because some of these practices of setting your top three, setting a five deliverables that you're going to do for the week, those are super important to just get in the habit of doing. And then this is not really this is not really in order, this next one, because really I think you should kind of go in when you're deciding the what and the when and set some overall targets, goals for the project. Like what do you want to achieve? And, you know, I actually think doing that before you do your assets is really important because perhaps you'll realize that once you, once you really look at what you say you need to create, you're like, you know, all that's great, but what I really need is a Facebook group and a challenge. And that is another full list of assets you're going to need to create. So that is the very basic planning process, but I don't want to leave you there. I do want to share a few other things um, that that I think will be helpful to you. And by the way, I go into a lot of this stuff, so I don't want to just re rehash what's available to you and you can see in other forms. So definitely take a peek at some of the resources that I'm going to put below because I think that that's what's going to help you. Um, so one of my main planning and prioritizing tools is my CBB list. I've definitely talked about this on past episodes as well in blog posts on the blog, but CBB means could be better. Again, I lifted this from my animation days and really I've made it into something different now that I'm online working in my own business. So each week you have your list of deliverables. So at the end of the week, you review your list and then you decide then what gets dropped due to time and resources. Now I can tell you that my recent launch, I had to drop a lot like it was hot. <laughs> I had to drop it like it was hot because I didn't really plan for some personal things that kind of came up. 
And I had only so much energy myself. I couldn't even determine what was happening. I didn't even know what was going to be happening on our team, honestly, at that point. So at one point I said, well, those aren't happening this time around. And you just drop them and then you schedule them for the next time you're going to revisit it and kind of handle whatever it is you put off. Also each week, ask if you are actively working toward your target. I think this is really important. Are you working toward the target or have you done enough this week? Have you done your top three every day that are towards your end goal, your end project goal? And then the what I said before is put a date next to everything that might require rescheduling. Say, oh, you know what? I really still want to do this, but this is when I'm going to have to look at it. Just be kind of non-emotional about it. Don't The other thing is don't punish yourself for not getting things done, but you are going to have to say, okay, not, I don't have time and resources for that. Um, but maybe I can have time and resources for that. This whole idea of a CBB list will set you free. If you just say, oh, that's a CBB, that's a CBB, that's a CBB, that's a CBB. Because you're going to want to keep improving things. I would say put things on that CBB list that cannot be done that cannot be made better for now. And then the great thing is if you end up having time, you're like, oh snap, I actually have two days left. I can go in and make that change to that page that was bugging the crap out of me. So that's what you need to do. And then finally, I wanted to just share a few project planning tools that I use on a regular basis. And I think that you will like these too. Some of these I've shared in videos. I'm going to actually pop some of those in there as well to the show notes so you can check them out. But my first thing is that all the time, every day, all the time, all the things go through my head. I have tons of ideas and I have a hard time managing them them all because I don't want to miss out on an opportunity to develop something that really I get passionate about. So first of all, I use a bullet journal. I use a Leuchtturm 1917 notebook, which is, that is my go-to. It's mostly because they have an index and their pages are numbered inside. It's pretty much just like a moleskin, but the there's like a little page number at the bottom of each corner. I mean, I'm obsessed. Anyways, so that's where I keep my ideas and the index is what keeps them organized so I don't forget them. Number two, I use Google Docs, which is to flesh out dates. I often will have spreadsheets with, you know, the links to other Google Docs. It's just a way for me to organize everything that's actually going to happen. So the Bujo, the bullet journal, is just for ideas, even if they're not implemented yet. This is kind of where I go back for ideas for my blog, where I go for ideas for periscopes, whatever, notes that I've taken. And Google Docs is when they're actually in motion. I also have a physical planner, the Charmed Life Planner, and this is where I add my tasks and my deliverables, so they're right by my computer. I'm looking at it right now. Um, My Asana and Trello are ones that sometimes, Asana is the one I use mostly because it helps me task things to other people. I can easily add in freelancers to my Asana and I can add team members super easily. Trello is something I'll be playing with a little bit more this year. And really that's because I feel like it's like a whiteboard and sometimes I'm not near my whiteboard. So we'll see. I am, I'm still weighing the pros and cons of both of those. And I put this video up on YouTube and these people were like, you haven't looked into Trello enough. And I'm like, just calm down. Okay. This was just my personal point of view. 
So I am still kind of figuring that bit out. And it really depends because Trello is fabulous when you're working with freelancers because you can basically have like a whole board just for each freelancer and know what they're working on. That's what I love. Um, I also use my project planning inserts, which are, which are actually inside my physical planner now because Alexis put them in there for me, but I highly recommend them because that layout really works for figuring out like what you have to create, what your action steps are that will lead you to the launch. So definitely I will link to those as well down below. There's lots of linkables in this, this post because I feel like project planning, you just, I just want to give you as much as I can so you can pick and choose what works for you. And then Google Calendar is, is my, I joke that I forget if something is not on Google Calendar. So I have to have like any appointments, any place where I have to show up either virtually or physically <laughs> or the people are going to show up at my house. So um, I actually recently even, um, I even put, I even invited my husband to a Google, Google event and all of the, all that was about was, um, somebody coming to our house for a quick meeting. So I thought that was funny because I'm like, why am I using this to like, you know, set an appointment like this? But it made sense. He has Gmail, I have Gmail, so what else? Anyway, so I hope this was helpful because spending a little bit of time having a few tools, having a few systems, things that you do, check-ins, will keep you on task, will keep you executing on your amazing idea. So yes, it's not the fancy uh, class that will teach you. This is not the fancy instruction on how can I make you know six figures in six minutes. It's really how am I going to execute so that six figures is even possible? Because if you are an entrepreneur, if you are a business owner, you can't, you have to execute. So the sooner you kind of build those habits, those practices for yourself, they might even be rituals for yourself, daily and weekly rituals, those will keep you moving forward, keep you based in reality, help you understand what you're actually capable of. And at first, when you do this, you might realize that you're you're putting a lot of stuff on that CBB list. But honestly, I don't do that as much anymore because I know now what I'm capable of and what I'm not capable of. So the, it also helps you stay just super realistic about what your resources are as far as time, money, what's going to work, what's worth your time, what's not worth your time. So I, I, just, I just want you to become planners like me. Like just, I just want you to dig in, do a little project planning, do a little bit of it in advance. And if you're going to do a launch, give yourself a couple months lead time to actually at least map it out a little bit. It doesn't mean you have to do all the work on all the launch right away, but having that lead time gives you time to kind of play around with dates, figure out what has to be done maybe get help if you can, even if it's someone in your family who can help you, you know, make graphics or do social media or whatever. All right. I hope that was helpful for you. If you want to hear more about project planning and launching, definitely check out the show notes today. There's a lot that we covered and I think I probably buzzed through it like a maniac. So (laughs) I will talk to you guys next week and I hope that you have a productive week, but one where you actually execute on the most important things. All right? Okay, that's enough out of me. Talk to you.
talk to you later.